Church, let us do this. Let us go to the Holy Word of God now. There's uh, one verse out of Psalm 149 that I want us to use to prepare ourselves for communion with God. If you would, please join me in these uh, responsive words. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praises in the assembly of the faithful. Amen and amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer, church. And as we do, let us give thanks and praise unto the Lord. Almighty God, you are the author of life. The vast oceans, Lord, reflect your majesty. The ever-changing skies renew our lands. The deep valleys carry your peace and shelter. You are the Savior of the world. Lord, we remember and give thanks and praise your holy name for our veterans, O oh God. Bless the veterans who wore the faded uniform. May they know the peace of a career well served and service completed. Give them our thanks for the doors opened, for the paths that have been paved and battles fought. Give them our thanks for the freedom preserved, the future defended, and the ideals embodied. Bless, Lord, the veterans who defended our country with strength and selfless devotion. Lord, we turn our hearts and call upon your name, for this Sunday, Lord, is All Saints Sunday. We thank you, O God, for the example of the saints. We desire, Lord, to join in their company, worshiping you forever in heaven. So please, O God, help us to follow their footsteps and yours, Almighty Savior. Keep us, Lord, and help us to conform ourselves not to the world's image, but to your holy image, seeking your will in all things as the saints did. Lord, help us to devote ourselves and all that we do to your glory and to the service of our neighbors. And this day, Lord, we remember the saints whom we were blessed by. For those in our own congregation now, Lord, that we have lost, we remember them this day. Cecilia Boyd. Stuart Covington. Jim Farnham. Billy Tom. Johnston, Donald Reed. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we worship you and we praise your name, asking this always in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave us the Lord's Prayer, praying together now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, I am turning now to the 149th Psalm, right here in the heart of God's Word, a Psalm of David, verses 1 through 9. Hear now these words. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing His praises in the assembly of the faithful. O Israel, rejoice in your Maker. O people of Jerusalem, exalt in your King. Praise His name with dancing, accompanied by tambourine and harp. For the Lord delights in His people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let the faithful rejoice that He honors them. Let them sing for joy as they lie on their beds. Let the praises of God be in their mouths and a sharp sword in their hands to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with shackles and their leaders with iron chains, to execute the judgment written against them. This is the glorious privilege of the faithful ones. Praise the Lord. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So, church, what I would like to do is give you just a brief overview of uh, the Psalms. I I hope that uh, this effort will uh, bring some uh, clarity uh, to the book of Psalms. We we refer uh, in worship to uh, this book often. Uh, It's a very important book in God's Word, often referred to as a, a prayer book, a song book. So I, I just wanted to mention a few things about uh, the Psalms as we, as we get to Psalm uh, 149. So just, j- just a few little tidbits. Number one, the book of Psalms is the third longest book of the Bible with 150 different Psalms in the collection. Get this, totaling now 30,147 words from start to finish. Found that interesting. Here's another little tidbit. The Psalms were composed over a period of 1,000 years. I I, I find that absolutely uh, fascinating. And and then lastly, I wanted to mention this. You can break uh, the book of Psalms up into different themes, which I think is very, very important here. And and I just wanted to highlight this. So one of the first themes that we're going to be focusing on this morning is the theme of praise in the book of Psalms, which is just simply heartfelt gratitude. Secondly, prophecy. There there is prophecy in there about the coming uh, Messiah, which is important. Also, pain. Okay, I, I, I think about pain and I think about, well, that could be someone's doubts or fears or problems. Petition, crying out, to the Almighty for uh, relief, and, and then lastly, poetry, which 
It's simply words that, that are meant to, meant to be sung as a way of praising uh, God. So what wanted to have uh, that uh, for you and, and before you just, just to kind of help bring uh, some better clarity. And also, let me just make, make this note here. The Psalms, if you think about it, are very relatable due to these different themes, right? I mean, all of us have pain. All of us appreciate poetry. We make petitions. We cry out to God. But we also very much in our spiritual lives need praise too. So uh, very, uh, very, very important. So Psalm 149, and, and since there's only 150 Psalms, what a better way, okay, to end this book than with praise. So there's a strong ending here uh, of praise. Psalm 149 is a song uh, of praise. Now, he, here's, here's something that I just want to state that's very obvious, okay? And that is each and every one of us, church, need praise in our lives, right? We need to praise God and worship. We need to uh, honor his name. To receive praise is also uh, a beneficial thing. It can build us up. So praise is very much needed for one's spirit and soul, okay? Think about it like this, okay? Praise is better, so much better than a put-down Okay, praise is so much better than being in a pity party. Okay, praise is so much better than procrastination. There's just benefits, all kinds of benefits across the board in an effort to praise God every day. So let, let's go to this psalm quickly here, and I want to unpack verses 1 through 6. L l listen to this. Listen how uh, the writer opens this very psalm, Psalm 149. He begins by saying, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, a, a very strong opening. Praise the Lord. And then it goes on. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing his praises in the assembly of the faithful. In, in a sense, the psalmist is saying, make a joyful noise, okay? It doesn't matter, church, if you're tone deaf or if you can sing great. Just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's that simple. Just make a joyful noise, and that will literally transform your attitude, and it'll transform your spirit, and it will certainly transform your heart. Let me pick up with verse 2. It says this, O Israel, rejoice, rejoice in your maker. O people of Jerusalem, exalt in your king. What the scripture doesn't say, say is exalt yourself, okay? boast, okay? Lift up yourself. No, 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 no. It says exalt, praise the king. And if you do that, there is spiritual reward. You see, there is eternal value by exalting and praising the king. So you might be asking, well, how can you do that? How can you praise God? Just in a tangible, everyday, practical way, how can you praise God? Well, here we go. The psalmist lays it out for us. Verse 3, he says this, 
praise his name with what? Dancing. Well, that might be controversial, right? But let's just go with it. Praise God by dancing, okay? There's such a thing as liturgical dancing, okay? Liturgical dancing is an expression of praise here. But he continues, he says, accompanying by what? Tambourine and harp, whether it be stringed instruments or not. Praising God with musical instruments, with dancing, is all an expression of praise unto the Lord, who is worthy, by the way, of our praise. Now, verse 4, it says this, For the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Ah, here we go, here we go. The Lord delights. That gives us an understanding, a characteristic of God that we need to know when his people are praising him. He delights in that. You know, in other scriptures it talks about that's almost like a sweet aroma unto God. God wants that from the believer, from the church, from the person of faith. He delights in his people. Ah, here we go. He crowns the humble, by the way, not the proud. Not the proud, not the vainglorious, but what? The humble, he crowns the humble with victory. And look, who doesn't want a victory in their lives? Who doesn't want a victory in their church? Who doesn't want for the believers around the world a victory for the kingdom of God? As long as we are praising God, church, okay, we are on the right spiritual path. It's when churches, when believers no longer praise God that you are in trouble. Did you hear that? You are in trouble. You are just opening the door up for the enemy then to attack when you stop praising God. Praise, church, is so necessary. It is so vital for individual believers, but also for the body to do because it's a way to honor and glorify his name. So verse 5, let the faithful rejoice that he honors them. Let them sing for joy as they lie on their beds. I love that because what's that, what that is saying is simply this, that we can praise God when we're lying on our backs in bed in the morning and in the evening. You see, we can start praising God at the beginning of our day, and we can end, listen, end the day by praising God as well. You know what happens so often, okay? All of us, all of us, this has happened too, okay? So often something happens in the day, okay? And it just sticks on us. It sticks on our bodies. It sticks on our minds. It sticks on our spirits. And we go to bed not having resolved that conflict, that issue, okay? And it's just swirling around in our head all night long. We're robbed of our sleep when we should be, when we should be sleeping, okay? So let me invite you to do this. The next time conflict happens in the home, in the marriage, at work, first of all, put it to prayer and give it to God. Secondly, praise 
God before you go to bed. Praise God before you go to bed. Praise God when you get up in the morning in bed. Praise God at night, particularly so that thing, whatever it is, is not on your mind all night because it will rob you of joy, you see. It will also rob you of your sleep. When you put it to prayer and when you praise God before you go to bed, whether it is a worship song, whether you are singing a church hymn, whatever it may be, put praise to it. Whatever that problem is, put praise to it because you do not need to be robbed, church, of your sleep nor your joy. That is just the enemy attacking you, church. Now, let me go to verse 6. This is very important, and I'm getting to the heart of the message here. It's this. Let the praises of God be in their mouths and a sharp sword in their hands. This is very important, church, okay? Did you hear that? This image, it's a striking one here. A sharp sword in their hands. What does praise, okay, and a sword have in common? Let's unpack that just for a minute. You see, praise is one of the key weapons for spiritual warfare, Church, you need to hear this, okay? This is very, very important. This psalm, okay, very beautifully links praise and the sword. Now, here's what I mean by that. When we praise God, we can fight, you see, our way out of the battles with the evil one. And we need to be doing that each and every day. That is key because the enemy is always attacking. And by praise, here's what we're doing. We're pushing back, you see, the forces of evil that are always trying to snag us and attack us and defeat us. And here's the thing, with praise and the sword, here's what we're doing. We're overcoming the territory that the enemy holds, okay? We're reversing it, okay? We are reversing it, and that is so important. Praise is the very weapon that overcomes all the forces that pull us away from God. We need to hear that, church. We need to hear that because it is so, so tempting to get pulled away from God in our daily living, in our life, okay? But praise is that weapon that pulls us back toward the Savior. But here's the thing. Praise also binds the enemy. The enemy does not bind us when we're praising God. That is how important, how vital praise and the sword is. So whatever you do, think about it in this way. Whatever you do, church, praising God will make you do it better. And here's what I mean. Praise God at work. Try this, church. Praise God at work, and you will enjoy your work better. Okay? Praise God in your home and your home life will be better. Praise God. Oh, here's one. Praise God as you drive, church. Praise God as you drive down airline highway. Try this. Try this. Try this. Praise God while you're driving down airline highway, and you will not have to fight with your road rage, okay? Think about it. 
think about it. It is so, so necessary to praise God. Here it is. Praise is your weapon, church, to counteract all of the ways that the enemy himself is trying to defeat you as a Christian. Did you hear that? Let me say it again. Praise is your weapon to counteract all of the ways that Satan is trying to defeat you in your Christian life. Okay, song, praise, and sword. Here's how they go together. What I mean by a sword is I'm talking, simply talking about the sword of the Spirit. I'm talking about the Word of God. That is our sword that you and I have as Christians. I'm talking about biblical truth. That's what I mean by sword, okay? They go, think about it, they go praise and the sword hand in hand, okay? They go hand in hand. It's like a it's like a hand in a glove. You see, praise and spiritual war warfare, they're not worlds apart. They are not night and day. They are very much connected. A matter of fact, they are side by side. Praise and the sword, here it is, and you need one to deal with the other. Okay, that's how important that is. They are side by side, and you need the one in order to deal with the other. So church, if you're not already, let me invite you to praise the Lord. When you get up in the morning, praise the Lord. When you have your back on your bed in the evening, that will instill hope and joy in your life. Let me close with this story. So there was a lady who was getting up in years. What she had a spiritual habit of doing each and every day is she'd walk out of her home onto the front porch and she would simply say this, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, it just so happens that her next door neighbor was an atheist who would counter that proclamation with, the Lord doesn't exist. The Lord doesn't exist. The Lord doesn't exist. So they went back and forth, years and years and years. Well, the elderly lady, after a number of years, fell on hard times to the point where she was literally almost out of groceries. And she was scared that she wasn't going to even have enough money to buy groceries and survive. But that didn't stop her, you see, because she was a faithful lady. So she goes out one morning onto her front porch, opens that door up, and just sings praises. Praise the Lord. Lord, I praise your name. Lord, send me some groceries so that I can eat and so that I can survive and live my life to the fullest so I can continue to praise your name. Well, the very next morning, church, she goes out onto her front porch, and sure enough, there's a sack of groceries on the front porch. She looks down, and she starts singing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Would you know that the atheist then, in that moment, he jumps out of the bushes and he says, there is no God. I bought those groceries for you. And the woman, despite 
this statement, says, praise the Lord. Lord, you not only, you not only gave me groceries, you made the devil pay for them. <laughs> Isn't that a great story? I love that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, she says. Here's what I'm going to end with, church. And, and, we, and I want you to listen to this. This is so, so important. Okay. You and I, we have a choice every day. You and I have a choice every day. Either we can praise God or we can be in a pity party. We can procrastinate or we can put other people down. You see, by the grace of God, you and I have a choice to praise God. When we are praising God, the more joyful we will be. When we are praising God, the more spiritually healthy we will be. When we are praising God, church, the closer you and I will be to the Lord God Almighty. Remember that, and let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, there is true spiritual benefit and reward to praising your name. Lord, the mark of a mature Christian, despite the fact that life is complicated, life is hard, life can be overwhelming, is to be able to praise your name and not be in a pity party. To be able to praise your name and not procrastinate on things that need to get done. To praise your name and not put someone else down because we may very well be jealous of who they are. So, Lord, praising your name is what it's all about. It's biblical and it's truth, and that is a way in which we can bind the enemy and focus more on you. We praise your name, and we want to do that in a very faithful way. Guide us in that journey. In Jesus we pray. Amen.